welcome to the worship service at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Hayward, California, a multicultural church in the San Francisco East Bay that worships on the Seventh-day Sabbath, Saturday. The ministry of the Word by Pastor Paul Penno is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to forgive sin and save from sin by his cross and ministry as priest in the heavenly sanctuary, the third angel's message in verity. Join us now as the service is in progress. This morning's message is going to be a short message because I'm pretty sure we need to really get to the point in this message this morning. You know, I prepared something else, but I think the Holy Spirit at the last minute wanted me to talk about this subject. It's a message meant for each and every one of us. So as you hear this message, use a mirror and don't look at anyone else. Let us all search our hearts this morning with the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to talk about the 4th of July this morning. You had enough of that and you still have more. You know, it's American Independence Day, but it's also the Sabbath. Countries have their so-called Independence Days, which are great. But soon, as time goes on, they forget where they came from, don't they? And things start to deteriorate. And that happens in our Christian walk. And we don't want that to happen. Independence. To me, it means not dependent, dependent on another's authority or being controlled from an outside influence. And you know, spiritually speaking, Lucifer, our enemy, is an outside influence, isn't he? And he has the capability of making us slaves to his authority, but only if we let him. But our Savior Christ Jesus offers independence, freedom, and liberty to all that let him. Do you remember your Independence Day? The day that you gave your heart to the Lord? Do you remember the date? You know, the celebration in heaven when you gave your heart to the Lord was bigger than any Fourth of July celebration. All of heaven rejoiced at your new birth. Amen? And heaven is a rejoicing place. You know, I love the Pentecostal song says that you really should have been there when he set me free. That should have been a huge day for us when we gave our hearts to the Lord. Do you remember who assisted you in your walk with the Lord? Or in turn, are you assisting others in their walk? You know, even in our past, you know, we all can talk about our awful past and our past sins. But you know, God made something beautiful out of that. Because what we've been through and what we came out of, we can tell someone else, if the Lord brought me from it, he can bring you. Amen? We are called to the ministry of Christ, to love the unlovable, to care for the outcasts of society. And I have to remind myself of that often. Because Christ's ministry was never a popular ministry. Even between us and our church family here, We have a ministry to each other, and sometimes reaching out to each other can be unpopular, as we will see. We're all God's children, and just like earthly children, we grow at different stages. And it's hard for us to remember. 
Because as we look around, we don't give the Holy Spirit time to do the work in a life. We gauge as where someone should be in their Christian walk. People are struggling today to find unconditional love and find a sense of family. So they look at gangs, they look in bars, and they look at different places. But how come they don't look here? They look at whatever the enemy has to offer. But I talk to many, many people who I invite to church, and I find out some of the reasons they won't come, and it's stunning. And that's what I want to discuss today. If we ignore and shun people away, we can be an influence on others who would do the same. The Apostle Peter, who was filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, and who preached to the Gentiles, still had problems just like us. You know, the new believers, he ate, sat with them, drank with them, and spent time with them. But when the older believers came, he acted like he didn't know the new believers. Do you remember that story? He was afraid of what people would think about him. But the worst part is other members followed his hypocrisy. Why don't people come to church? You know, I talk to many, many people, and they say, you know, I have problems. And some people say, you know, I didn't come a couple of Sabbaths, and I'm worried about what other people will think. And there's so many, many different reasons. But they're shocked to know that I also have problems, and that's why I'm here every Sabbath. Amen? Because the holier-than-thou attitude is actually shunning people away from God's church. Jesus commanded each and every one of us to make disciples. And brothers and sisters, don't think for one minute or overlook the fact that you caused someone not to come to God's church because of your attitude, your words, or your influence. You will stand in judgment one day. Pray never to be a stumbling block. Why did I pick this, the Holy Spirit picked this topic? Because it's for me too. We have to remember that we are part of Jesus' ministry, not ours. Jesus intended us to continue his ministry, not ours. Jesus intended for us to uplift his church, not ours. Jesus always reminded us to be an example to others and examine ourselves and not examine others. In the scripture reading this morning that was read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul gives us a list of all who will not see the kingdom of God. And if you look it up and look at all those things, all the offenses that the Apostle Paul used were horrible acts. But what was stunning is what he said next to the church. He said, and such were some of you. Have we forgotten? Have we forgotten that we were like that at one time? The Lord longs for a church without spot or wrinkle, a church that uplifts each other, to help carry those who are going along at a slower pace, allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work. 
for you to remember the messages that the Lord has for you. You know, when you feel you want to criticize or you see someone that you think you should help along, remember the story of David and Bathsheba. David thought he got away with some horrible offenses until the prophet Nathan visited him. And when he was told a parable about himself, and he did not know about himself, he said, as the Lord liveth, this man shall die. What did Nathan say to David? He said, thou art the man. When you see someone that you want to criticize, you want to gossip about, you're probably looking at yourself. Amen? You know, if you still don't get the message, God will send you the message in some way. But it's best to get it early. You know, I heard of a story about a family that heard a great sermon about evangelism. And this family went home and thought they should do more and do better to be witnesses for Jesus. So they invited their neighbor over for dinner the next Friday evening. The neighbor came for dinner, and they spoke, and they had their pleasantries for a while, and it was time for dinner. So as they went to the table and sat at the table, the hostess wanted the neighbors to know that this was a Christian home. So her five-year-old son, Jonathan, she asked him to say grace. Jonathan, being very, very shy, closed his eyes and said, I don't know what to say. And he looked to his mother, and his mother gave him a reassuring smile. And she said, darling, just say what your father said this morning. So he closed his eyes, and he squinted his eyes really hard. And he said, oh, God, we're going to have those awful people over for dinner tonight. (laughs) Get the message, brothers and sisters, before the Lord shows you the message his way. The good news in all this is that our past will be wiped away one day, forever. Amen? The memories of your failures, of the things that you're ashamed of, the memories of your heartbreak, physical and mental abuse will be wiped away forever. You read that in Isaiah 65 and Revelation 21. On that day, it will complete our independence, our 4th of July will be independent from the enemy forever. He will be destroyed. But until then, let's continue to make this building a place of prayer, a place of worship, and a place of joy. Let the Holy Spirit work on those who come in through these gates. So bring the sick, bring the depressed, bring the homeless, bring the alcoholics, the runaways, the brokenhearted, the drug abusers, the angry, love them, make disciples of them, and pray for them, because such were some of you.
Join us again next time for the Word of God which will feed the soul. I am committed to bring you the fullness of the gospel as Jesus has revealed it to us in order to prepare a people for his soon coming.